Good morning! You're listening to The Dollop. This is a bi-weekly American history podcast. Each week, I read a story to my friend... Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. And it's not... We don't know that it's morning for everybody. For some people, it's probably not morning. Good morning! I don't think stamping it with a time, you know... This could be evening. This Good evening. One, this one in particular. Someone's listening to it in the middle of the night. This one in particular. What are you doing up right now? This is You're the listening point. to the dollop. This is the point I'm trying to make. Oh. This podcast, this one, yeah. this episode should only be listening to, no. listened to in the morning no. hours. You're limiting. Why? No. I totally disagree. I totally disagree. The dollop is now a morning podcast. No, it is not, Dave. We'll be right back. What? That's not how... God, you want to hit a dude? I'll do one buck. <laughs> people say this is funny? Not Gary Guerra. Dave, okay. Someone or something is tickling people. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tickly Podcast. Okay. You are Queen Fakey of Made Up Town. All hail Queen Shit of Liesville. A bunch of religious virgins go to mingle. And do what? Pray. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. <laughs> so... Uh, we are on the All Things Comedy Network. Uh, we don't announce that, but we should. The All Things Comedy Network is a network of podcasts. A great network. Uh, it's great. You can go check them out at allthingscomedy.com, and you will see all of our podcasts. And they are great podcasts. And we were one of the first, so we should probably tell people that. Yes, it's true. Um, we also want to thank our uh, subscribers on Patreon. This podcast is brought to you by our subscribers on Patreon. I want to thank each and every one of you. You guys are awesome. Um, I'm gonna kiss you, stuff like that. So you're you're on record that you're gonna kiss every Patreon subscriber. Yeah. Okay. All right. Signing cars, move over. Signing cars, move <laughs> over. 1861. Alrighty. By the way, uh, what? I usually don't do. Uh, the same kind of general area back to back, but sure. that's just how this these two played out. This one's if you're not a fan of horrible racism. Right. Well but, but, trigger warning. Okay. Walter Ashby Plecker was born in Augusta County, Virginia. He was the son of a prosperous merchant and slave owner. Okay. Now you see where stuff's tying in? Well, it's a strong start. I know, but I, it's great that we're already sniffing around slavery. Sure. Sniffing around slavery. Mm-hmm. Slave, well, like America did for many, go. many years. <laughs> oh, they dug in. Ten days after Walter was born, his father left to fight for the Confederate Army. Okay. So, right, he was born right at the fucking start of the war, 1861. That's when shit's going down. Yeah. So his dad fucking bails. Walter was then mostly raised by, quote, a faithful slave. All right. That's kind of sweet. Uh-huh. Her name was Delia, and she remained with the family after the Civil War, working as a servant. Okay. So more that's when you would get some sort of benefit. So that's a weird, that's a weird transition, transition when yeah. you go, okay, so I'm, I'm going to get paid now, right? Yeah. So I'm going to get some money now, yeah? That's right. Is and then that... you're always just, I mean, well, and then you also are. Really? Then you're also just like, remember when you whipped me mercilessly two years ago? Hi. That was such a different time. More you, tea, please. If you do that now, you have to pay me. That's right. 
the family liked Delia a lot so much so that they had her get married at their house. Okay. So she sounds like kind of part of the family. Sure. Like he was raised by her, you know, the wedding there. They clearly enjoy this person, mm-hmm. except for the part when they owned her. Right. Walter attended uh, the Hoover Military Academy in Virginia, and he graduated in 1880. Then he went to the University of Maryland Medical School in 1885 and got a medical degree. Okay. Right? Yeah. So whatever that means at that time. Yeah. Well, it means that you can identify where the spirits live in a body that's hurting. Right. And maybe cut a bat out or whatever you think is happening. Yeah, right. Walter worked as a country doctor. There's a bat in your stomach. I'm pretty sure there's a bat in your tummy. <laughs> We're going to have to cut it open. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Modern medicine has given us the ability to track bats inside of the human body a lot better than we used to. Can I just say they did the the if you don't watch the Nick and you like this podcast, you should be watching the Nick. Right. But sometimes put this podcast sometimes dark side of the moon it. Just yeah. put the Nick on and throw this podcast on <laughs> over it. And sometimes they link up. But there's an episode where a doctor um, was giving another doctor eye surgery. And so the other doctor who's getting the eye surgery is like talking him, talking to him like they were going to do it. He was just going to do it awake. Right. On your eye. Yeah. What's the, what's the issue? Fuck me. I'd rather just die. What's the issue with little eye tissue? Just let me die. No. So he, he uh, how's your golf game, Bob? Uh, <laughs> there it is. Uh, Walter worked as a country doctor in Western Virginia and uh, in the coal fields of Alabama. I didn't even know there were coal fields of Alabama. We got to look into that. He eventually settled in Hampton, Virginia, in 1892. He was a private physician for ten years until he became the public health officer for the county. Okay. In his new role, he took an interest in delivering babies and educating midwives. Okay. Mm-hmm. Two, these two strong likes. Yeah. Particularly, uh, you know, uh, a lot of uh, the black, black women having children and, and where there was a higher mortality rate. Okay. So he, but that's what he's helping with is more black women? With? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, he developed a simple incubator for home use. It was made from a laundry basket, a thermometer, a kerosene lamp, and dirt. Okay, so this is like when your kid makes a time machine, right? <laughs> just like a cardboard box with like a bunch of string on it. It's just like a drum pedal. If I can... If you hit the pedal enough, we can go back to any time, Father. We have the four ingredients of the incubator. Yeah. Which is you take a Earth, laundry basket, wind, fire. Right? you put a thermometer in it right. with a lamp. Yeah. So that's going to heat everything up. Sure. And then you just throw some dirt on the bottom. Well, just to be safe. Just a baby just in dirt. Just to be safe. Just a dirt floor. Uh, Hygiene, top of the list. Right? Yeah. It, uh, it was very successful. The mortality rate among the poor was reduced. Right. But the filth among babies had never babies been higher. Babies were 10 times to The to dirtiest times babies have ever been. Filthy. Oh, your baby's very dirty. He's going to live, but he, my God, does he need a bath. Uh, Walter also recorded the details of more than 90% of the births and deaths in the county. He loved keeping and reading records. It's all about records. Records, records, records. Oh, well, well, well. He married a woman named Kate Houston, who was a member of the Daughters of the American Revolution. Walter was described as, quote, stone cold and a very rigid man by a former co-worker. Quote, 
I don't know of anyone who ever saw him smile. Jeez. Well, that that might be one of the most terrifying things we've ever read in the first page of a doll. <laughs> He's never smiled. Never smiled. <laughs> now, Virginia was a place you could appropriately describe as racist. What? Yeah. Virginia? Yes. In America? I know. What? Hard to believe. Can't. And they legalized it. In, a- in April 1691, the Virginia General Assembly outlawed interracial marriage. In 1785, the Virginia legislature passed an act in order to determine who should be, quote, deemed a mulatto. Ugh. The legislature defined a mulatto as a person with one-fourth or more Negro blood. Anyone with more than a fourth was considered a colored person. So you got the... So if you have, I mean, just ima- if you have a, if you have a black grandfather, and yeah. then everyone else, everyone is, else white, is white, you're, you're black, you're mulatto, right? But if you have two, or if you have a black grandfather and then a mulatto grandmother, then you're gonna be colored, a colored, classified colored. It is amazing to think of a like, even hearing that. You're just like, it shouldn't matter. But in that case, you're like, oh, no, what? I'm not black. I'm white. Please, I'm white. You'll love this one. Ah, shit. In 1849, Virginia passed a law making marriages between whites and blacks absolutely void. So they originally had outlawed interracial marriage. And now they're saying void. So that means the people that must have gotten married other places and who oh, came so to Virginia, you, your marriage was automatically wow. dissolved when you crossed the so border. So you're like entering Vatican City. Like once Hello, you come into Virginia. Yeah. What's happening? Oh, I'm sorry. You're black and not married. Get over what? here. <laughs> Get over here. <laughs> Welcome to Virginia. <coughs> well, you shouldn't have crossed our border. In March 1912, the Virginia General Assembly created the Bureau of Vital Statistics. Ugh. This can't be good. The Bureau would record all births and deaths and the race of the person documented. Of course, being a record keeper already, Walter Plecker was appointed to head the Bureau. Walter made sure from 1912 onward that all babies born in Virginia were given birth certificates that included racial designations. But that – okay, while I'm sure that that is terrible, that makes sense in a way – if they have to keep track of... If you're keeping track of bait, but I'm obviously sure that this is going to be a completely flawed and racist system. No. Yeah, for sure, obviously. <sighs> Was Virginia done yet? Nope. In 1918, the General Assembly required that the Bureau record all Virginia marriages and note the races of husbands and wives. Just like a weird, like... <laughs> race Gestapo just going around. That's an interesting interesting term. Determining but that that apparently wasn't enough. In nineteen ten they legally defined colored uh so they they changed the legal definition. So right colored before was one more than a quarter. Right. Right? A quarter mulatto more than a quarter. Right. That's right. what we had. Right. So they took it they took it down a notch. Now a colored person was someone who, who was really good at basketball. Once that's so racist. That's the idea. Yeah, it is the idea. The colored person was somehow uh, one who had one sixteenth or more Negro blood. Wow. So that's like one great grandparent was black makes you black. Right. Right. 
That's got to be so – like, okay. So in these horribly racist times, if you're friends with a white guy who had a little black in him but was determined to be white, now there's this switch now where it's way more awkward. Way more awkward. Where you're like, Terry, look, I can't talk to you ever since you got determined black. I did, but I'm the same Terry. I understand. Your heart's the same, but – It was my great-great-grandfather. Oh, quit bragging about it, Terry. Now get out of here. <laughs> you know what bragging means. Get out of here. They just drop him off at the woods like a dog. <laughs> Go turn around. What? You, I live next to you. You turn around. You don't have to. You don't have to go anywhere. But you can't stay here. Oh my god, that should be a song. Turn around. Go, boy. Turn go. Around. Every now and then I thought you was white, but now it turned out you're a black man. Oh, and then the definition of of uh, Native Americans was changed <laughs> to anyone who'd been fucked by the white man. Indians were people who did not have any Negro blood at all and one-fourth or more Indian blood. How is that, how is that so different from what they were before? Was there a lot of... Why I, don't, is that? I don't know what the, what the Native Americans were classified before this, but now they can't have any... Can you just... I understand. It's terrible. Leave, leave the, at least leave them be. Oh, we can't. They have to... Why? Well, there's a white situation happening Ugh. that we need to... A situation. So that's obviously... They've got to keep track of that. So now, sure. so now to be... An, the most to be important an, To thing. be an, a native, an official Native American, you have to have more than a quarter blood Native American, and you can't have a drop of any, any black guy right. stuff in you. Right. Meanwhile, whites are raping all of these people. Right. Right. Now, Walter, uh, Plecker was also very into white people in Jesus Christ. Uh, he was a fundamentalist Presbyterian and believed the Bible was infallible. Sure. He thought segregation was Bible truth. Right. He was known to say that God flooded the earth and destroyed Sodom because he was angry at the inbreeding of the races. Right. Well, right. So he should have a government position. Yeah, obviously. Well, it's like it says in the Bible. Whites only. You know, I loved his interview. I was not sure about him, but when he said that Sodom was destroyed because blacks and whites were fucking, I was like, let's hire this guy. Isn't it weird that now the Bible didn't say stuff like that? Okay, you know what? What? Let me go read about it. Shocking how it's never changed, yet changed. What about the fact that uh, Jesus wasn't a white guy? Whoa, bro. Whoa. In September 1922, Walter founded the Anglo-Saxon Clubs of America. Good. With Ernest, Ernest Cox, a real estate agent and insurance agent, and John Powell, who was at the time a famous composer and pianist. They saw the Anglo-Saxon Clubs of America as an alternative to the Ku Klux Klan, which they did not like. Okay. Supposedly. They considered themselves to be the science and intellectual counter to the stupid brutality of the KKK. Right. Sort of your thinking racism. Thank you. Yeah, right. <laughs> Quote, the goal of the Anglo-Saxon clubs was to preserve and maintain Anglo-Saxon ideals and civilization in America through the strengthening of Anglo-Saxon instincts, traditions, and principles among representatives of our original American stock. Right. And the KKK was more like a WWF wrestler. Yes. <laughs> Lawless, ready yeah. to take a chair to get. Who wants to be all white? Yeah. And then there's the other guy, like, I think. Now, hold should. on a minute. I think there's a way to trick the blacks. <laughs> Let's smash chairs on the back of them when they ain't looking. Well, hold on a minute. Hold on. 
Uh, I also like that they wanted to strengthen Anglo-Saxon instincts. Yeah, right, right. You like fucking other whiteies, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, let's get some then. All that right. kind of thing. Yeah, right. They were also into restricting immigration. Not surprising. What? These people? And, quote, the fundamental and final solutions of our racial problems in general, most especially the Negro problem. Anytime someone says the Negro problem, and we're really, going what, down the dark. And I guess, really, the only problem was that they were had just been – were around and had and been given free. no – had been given, like, no real opportunity for anything and therefore were seemed to sort well, of they're, like – They're free. That's the problem. Right. Right. This wasn't happening before the war. They're free now. Yeah. And now they're mad. Yeah. It would be like a, a state all of a sudden saying that you can't uh, serve gay people just because. Or like that, LG, or that uh, transgender people can only use the bathroom of their defined birth. Right, because what you want, because you what you want is a is a, a woman coming into a bathroom and peeing next to your son. Yeah, because that's not going to be confusing. No, if really, if you do look at the two, one is extremely illogical. And one is the one, the new sense we're trying to define. If you, and we're trapped with the one that's like, no, no. Statistically, if you really wanted to stop, which they say is all about sexual assaults, if you really wanted to stop sexual assaults at children, you would make going to the Catholic Church illegal. So, Mic drop. <laughs> um, so uh, they believe that... M- Increases in mixed marriages would destroy white civilization by wiping out all its desirable racially exclusive traits and char- characteristics. So they sure, just want, like being total pricks. Like, yeah, it's just, like just being fucking monsters. <laughs> by being huge racist monsters. This was a popular belief at the time called eugenics. Mm. Eugenics at some point will get its own dollop. Uh, it was considered to be a thinking man's science and was thought up by Charles Darwin's cousin, Francis Galton. Mm-hmm. The word eugenics means well-born. The belief was a racial and genetic purity would result in a more stable society and then it could be gained by selective breeding. By promoting selective marriages, unwanted hereditary disorders could be eliminated. Basically, get the awesome people to breed and sterilize those who are unwanted. Okay, and there's the right. So the difference between Darwin was survival of the fittest, he's survival of the whitest. In the sense that he, like, it, it, it's just... It, oh, my God. No, that's a TV show. Survival of the Whitest. Yeah, we got Trump hosts. Uh, but uh, today you've got to scale the wall. Try to scale the wall. No using rope. But, but the truth is that that is, like, where that comes from is the idea that how you are in society is not based on opportunity. It's based on skin color. And if you Which, continue to provide no opportunity to other races, of course you're going to be like, well, they're just a bunch of do-nothing. It's like right. you've, made, you've created the environment where there's no other option than to be poor or like yeah. have to work five times as hard to get anywhere a white person does. Yeah, it's great. Good. Glad to be clear. Um, it was pretty well accepted. Eugenics was pretty well accepted in the USA as fact and the way to go, particularly among U.S. academics. There were courses taught on eugenics at many well-known U.S. colleges, and the wealthy gave tons in funding to study eugenics and to create a eugenics movement because right. America, which we're kind of still doing. We are. There's still and payment a, yeah. for misinformation. I mean, come on. Now in Virginia, whites believe blacks were inferior but 
They believe their black people were the best black people going. Such a fun space to play in. <laughs> we hate all black people, but I'll say this. I'd put mine against any other black. I really, they are, they are awful devil people who we don't want drinking the same water as us. But our group will kick the shit out of your group. Bring it on, Mississippi. Come on, Mississippi. Now they had some reasoning behind this belief. Oh, boy. Which was... Bad slaves were sold down the river during slavery. Uh-huh. We've talked about sold down the river before, right? Yeah. So sold down the river is, I think, in Tennessee. It's the Mississippi River is where they're talking about. And if you had a slave that was a problem, tried to escape, whatever, you would take him there and he would be sold down the river to Mississippi where they were far more brutally treated. Right. Kind of like how the Inuits say goodbye to a family member when they die, except they would just ship these people further down the river. Right. They're hell. still alive and they're right. just getting a worse job. Right. Right. It's not even a job because no. they're not being paid. Right. No, it's just a worse life as a slave. You're going to hell, basically. Right. I mean, imagine when you're like about, you're just like, well, what else can you do to me? Be like, you thought this oh, sucks. Shit. Get ready. Welcome to Mississippi. You're going to Mississippi. They treat you guys horribly there. Um, so, so the. Virginia blacks were then from what slave dealers called selected stock, right? So it's it's a classification of humans that you own. It really is. Where these ones behave better, and so they're considered better. So Virginians at the time believed that their black people – but it makes sense if you come from the eugenics thing. So they're, if they're, if we're talking about breeding – and and that's Listen what they're believing in. So they think that they have better. Yeah, but they're not cheerleading squads. Like, why? There might have been some cheerleading squads. Why? I know what they're cheering for. Give me an F, an R, <laughs> an E, an E. Run! Fucking run! Run! <laughs> but the, it's so ridiculous to be like. <laughs> I'm no. There's nothing that's not ridiculous about this. Let's say it's just fucking horrifying. Yeah. Yes, it is true. It's almost ridiculous to call it ridiculous. So Virginia doctors believed that they had the best blacks. But they also argued that Virginia blacks had more crime, sexual perversion, and disease since the Civil War ended. They have a weird way of bragging. The president of the American Medical Association, who happened to be a Virginia doctor, did research to find, quote... Some scientific explanation of the sexual perversion in the Negro of the present day. Before the Civil War, a rape by a Negro of a white woman was almost unknown. Now the newspapers tell us how common it is. Rising rates of insanity and disease all indicate that the Negro is reverting to savagery and destined for extinction. All history (laughs) shows that no inferior race can exist for very many years in contact with the dominant white man. What? It is the frightful survival of the fittest. So that's the president of the American Medical Association. What? 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 The American Medical Association. Uh, you respect them, yeah? Uh, oh, surely now. They're the medical mo- Never more than now. They're a great organization. Wow. That was the president saying that that's out good. loud Ugh. to other people. Oh, my God. I assume what was a smattering of applause. Oh, my God. So in their minds, the propaganda... Of the southern post-war media, which would, of course, 
constantly attack the new free blacks to paint them as monsters is real and therefore medically and hereditarily they are breeding into something. Not that it's the media doing it. But then – which is crazy because right. it's just like you take – I mean it's a lot like our news cycle now. It's pretty much Where the you same. just take – you just have bullshit facts from bullshit people for your bullshit speech. Yeah. But it is it, – it's just astounding to think that this is said by somebody in a position like – Out loud! People well, like not like a clearly respected man, right? Like, uh, and again, saying that like this is like when you uh, a white man being dominant. The only reason why white people were dominant was because they were just the worst. The, they had numbers, they were vicious, and they had guns. Yeah, I mean that was what. That's nothing about like them slowly becoming like a more dominant species. They were just really the biggest pricks. Yeah, they had the weapons. They were top dog pricks. They were top dog pricks. GDP. Of course, the Anglo-Saxon clubs were very, very popular, and they branched out. They had over 400 members by June 1923, just nine months after opening up the first one. Okay. And they franchised. They had 31 clubs in Virginia, including two in Charlottesville, one for the Wait. townsfolk and one for the students at they the fran- university. They fr- they're like a well, fudruckers? I mean, that's what I call them. They franchised. <laughs> so, welcome to the Anglo-Saxon club. Come on down. We're opening up a new Anglo-Saxon club. Uh, jalapeno poppers, half price. Try the new tater tot bar. It's like Golden Corral. Oh, man. Even though one of the founders, John Powell, said the club had nothing to do with the KKK and that they were actually, quote, friendly to the Negro, the chairman, president, and secretary of the Richmond Club had all been Klansmen. Hmm, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, isn't that odd? Funny how there's no association. I wouldn't think, this is the fucking 20s. This is less than 100 years ago, just so we're all understanding. Virginia had two main newspapers, the Richmond Times-Dispatch and, and the, the Go Whitey Weekly. <laughs> I, do, I do love the sports page in the Go Whitey Weekly. Well, white guys tore it up again last night, sporting-wise. Well, there we go. That's what I love to read. <laughs> love to read about my white boys doing good. <laughs> the Roanoke White Walls almost defeated. Anyway. Almost. I don't like that word one bit. No, whites versus whites. It was a win-win for everyone. They were uh, – both the newspapers were super on board with the club. The papers supported the club by publishing dozens of articles, including one titled, Is White America to Become a Negroid Nation? Uh, uh, get out of my ears. But who fucking thinks – like who – okay. But that's the sort of at shit the time, At the time when it's so racist and so segregated – who looks around and going, we're coming a black nation? Yeah. Like, but the club had bigger plans. Together, Powell and Walter worked on a draft of what would become the Preserve Racial Integrity Act of 1924. My guess is it's low on integrity. It wasn't hard to get it passed because many members of the legislature were members of the Anglo-Saxon clubs. Interesting. The law stopped... A white person from marrying a non-white who referred to as colored in the bill. To do this, they had to determine. They had to define whiteness. So they came they already up. Done that? Yeah, but now they're doing it. They're it's like, not good they're going, enough. They're going far further. You with need it. to be super vanilla. They came up with quote: "A person who has no trace whatsoever of any blood other than Caucasian." Ugh. 
Anyone else would be classified as colored. So it's called the One Drop. <laughs> oh, well, at least it's got it's, a cute name. Well, they, that's what it became. The One Drop it's, not, it's officially known as the, but it was known as the One Drop. Uh, they did have to make one exception, though. Uh, it was known as the Pocahontas exception. I, Dave. What's up? Oof, What's um, up, girl? I don't know. I don't know about this one. Many of the prominent white people in Virginia were descendants of Pocahontas and John Rolfe. Or at least they thought they were. They believed they were. They were known around the Virginia area as the first families. Okay. So they think they're directly descended from... Right. But is that... But how could that be classified as good in this world? Well... Or okay. Because they're the first. They were the first ones... And so, for whatever reason, so that's okay. It's okay. Okay. And they all seem white, right? Sure. Yeah. No, all seem super white. Uh, so they, they, so they don't want to classify those people as colored because those are the people who kind of run the town, right? Right. So when it's inconvenient, well, they, then the law doesn't matter. The dumb law for idiots doesn't matter. Okay, if you want to put it that way. Yeah, I do. <laughs> They wrote language into the bill. Anyone who had one sixteenth or less of the blood of an American Indian and have no other non-Caucasian blood will be deemed to be white persons. So it's a it's a special clause, a loophole. Cool. Walter was not into this exception. He thought it was a dangerous loophole that would encourage mixed race breeding, and that those people would pass themselves off as whites when they clearly were not. <laughs> Pass yourself off. The law asks people to voluntarily register their racial identity, their racial identity with the bureau. That's the best. Uh, white. You have black people in there, like uh, white, fully white. Hi, is this uh, the bureau? Yes. Uh, I want to uh, come in and uh, register, register myself sure, as uh, white. Sure. Well, you're clearly a black man. So. No, I have blue eyes and blonde hair, and I am very, very white. Well, you're black, so okay. I well, this, we're kind of going on the honor system. I'm actually here. not going to volunteer. I'm just going to take off. Okay. Cool. I'm going to run. Yeah. Well, okay, as you bye-bye. should. But again, your name? Out. Is out? Out what? Sir? Sir? Someone chase that man out. If you falsified your racial identity on a marriage license or birth certificate, it was a felony. And you would get one year in prison. Jesus. Walter promoted the law as much as possible. He made pamphlets to be handed out and wrote journal articles. He gave speeches and lectures to medical and health associations around the South. There he would brag about Virginia taking the lead and keeping the white race pure. He also would keep track of records and personally write to people to warn them of their racial misdeeds. Oh, wow. Get that? That's not a letter. Dear non-white liar. You know when you get a letter from the IRS now, you're yeah. like, oh, oh fuck, shit. this is a little bit different. This is a little bit different letter. Yeah. You get, oh, fuck, we're oh, black. They're auditing my makeup. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, God, I'm getting... My whiteness is I being knew audited. I overstated my whiteness for this year. My I, guy said it would be fine. My no, guy said, said it would get, be fine. He said I could write off 10% black, and then uh, the rest would be white, and I'd be fine. Oh, gosh. I don't have receipts for any of this. In 1924, he wrote a letter to a woman who had just had a child because he said the father was colored. Quote, Dear Godless Black, This is to give you warning... That this is a mulatto child and you cannot pass it off as white. Wow. A new law passed by the last legislature says that if a child has one drop of Negro blood in it, it cannot be counted as white. 
You will have to do something about this matter and see that the child is not allowed to mix with white children. It cannot go to white schools and can never marry a white person in Virginia. It is an awful thing. Signed, Walter. Funny. Plecker. Funny how he ended it. It is an awful thing for you. Isn't it? Isn't it, you fuck? Mm. It is an awful thing. So he clearly had his eye on that. So that that he did right after the law was passed. So he clearly had his eye on that oh, woman, that that woman the whole time. Right. And then as soon as the law was passed, ha ha! Excuse up. me. Hello, hall monitor. He had his eye on a lot of people. Right after the law was enacted, he wrote a letter to the Virginia Health Authority. It is estimated that there are from ten thousand to twenty thousand, possibly more, near white people in the state <laughs> who are known to possess an intermixture of color colored blood. In the past, it has been possible for these people to declare themselves as white or even to have the court so declare them. Then they have demanded the admittance of their children into white schools and have intermarried with white people. In any large gathering or school of colored people, especially in the cities, many will be observed who are scarcely distinguishable as colored. These persons are not white in reality, and their children are likely to revert to the distinctly Negro type even when all apparent evidence of mixture has disappeared. Oh, okay. So you don't even need evidence to so, prove this theory either. Well, he's saying that you, if a couple of white people could all, that look white, look out. have a black baby. Oh. And, then where, and then what do you do? Well, what's next? Then where are you? Then comes the, the loud hip-hop, <laughs> and, and the, the breakdancing, and then the, the cavorting. Um, by Virginia Bureau of Vital Statistics has kept a watchful eye on the situation and has guarded the welfare state, the welfare of the state, as far as possible. Unless radical measures are used to prevent it, Virginia and other parts of the nation must surely, in time, go the way of all other countries no. in which people of two or more races have lived in close contact. To succeed, the intermarriage of the white race with mixed stock must be made impossible. But that is not sufficient. Public sentiment must be influenced so that the intermixture out of wedlock will cease. The public must be led to look with scorn and contempt upon the man who will degrade himself and do harm to society (laughs) by such abhorrent deeds. Just openly calling for propaganda. (laughs) And calling for scorn. Just calling for people to be mean to other people. Worry everyone and then make them hate. If we can't do it legally, we'll do it on the street corners. (laughs) I want to hear you all say black bitch. Which also... Which also also sort of like... It just speaks to the fact that in society, it really probably wasn't that bad. Because you have to inflate it now so much to prove – like there's not a lot of fact to deal with. Like they have have probably – society has probably already worked this out where how you look, you get to do certain things. Or at least it's starting to like coalesce towards a time where it's okay and not terrible. Yeah, so he's seeing people – he's seeing – like you used to have just black and white. But now there is a mixing of the races a lot. And so they're seeing people in between and so these are old school racists who can't fucking handle that right it's like if like when an old dude on a porch sees two dudes holding hands in love he's like never it's gone them dicks are gonna be on the other dicks oh no first of all when i said that uh-huh. I, I was i dave i didn't say you i'm not attributing that to you okay we can I cut that out i didn't say that yeah you never said that but it's like you were saying when you watched those two dudes the other day hold the hands and you were worried about all the dicks on the other dicks right Get your dick off of that man's dick! 
So how does one go about learning who has a drop of black person's blood in them? Oh, that's easy. Well, now this takes us more to modern day stuff that America has been debating. That's what the NSA does. It's the thing I. They were collecting it's emails. The thing, it's the thing our Congress thinks is okay. It's called data collecting. Right. And anytime you use data collecting, you can go back and look at that old data. Right. So if you're worried about who is this or that now and you're keeping track of it, there's no saying in 50 years that someone might not go back and look at those records and use it for a different purpose. You mean like why I bought all those whipped cream cans? Well, I'm looking at you, aren't I? I just like banana splits. Uh Uh-huh. And the gas that comes out. So he looked at old records. His main sources of information were birth and death records that were made by tax assessors from 1853 to 1896. I love that tax assessors, like vi- right. like what they determine race to be, is somehow going to work. Uh, there was also marriage records beginning in 1853. He had United States Census reports from 1830, 1850, and 1870, which included a list of free blacks by county. He had county taxpayer lists by races that went all the way back to 1808. Jesus. And people declared their race on voter registration rolls. Oh, shit. There is also U.S. military records. Walter also located, located a book written by a black man called Free Negro Heads of Families in the United States in 1830. I mean, this dude, it really, for his misinformation, has a lot of information. He has a lot of information because people are always collecting data. Yeah. What you just explained would be like a great montage of like data collection. I yeah. mean, he really got some good stuff. This is why data collection is problematic. That's why you never write a book bragging about how good things are for you. That's- Come back and bite you in the ass. He used that book quite a bit to prove that people had black in their past. Quote, of the names submitted from a local official for verification, we find included in that list Solomon Collins and Vardy Collins. In the book, we find at least 12 Collins, heads of families. This shows they were Negroes by the 1830 census. So now an entire family... Named is, Collins, is now who was black. probably living as white, are now black. I mean, we've got a fun movie if we want it. <laughs> Suddenly black. They were just a regular white family, happily living. Mom, I can't find my paper and crayons. Until one day, they were <laughs> suddenly black. Ain't got no paper. I ain't got no paper. This Can't fall, afford it. what happens? Let us have no paper. Don't let them know you can write. When one family gets turned upside down. Um. Well, that's good. I'm getting a real Christopher Waltz and Glorious Bastards vibe from this guy at this point. I. Uh, yeah. Okay. He's the Jew hunter. Yeah. Yeah. He made state clerks who issued mar- marriage licenses determine who was pure white, and if there was any doubt then not issued the license until they had proof. The final burden of proof fell on the Bureau of Vital Statistics, who would scour the old records to make a determination of their whiteness. So he's just like Ancestry.com'd yeah. the racial state of Virginia. He's like, so you want to get married, you have to, then, you have, then you're terrified of getting married. Yeah. Oh my God, is there any black in me? Well, yeah. I love you so much, I'm going to go find out. Oops, we can't get married because yeah. I'm black. It's, like, it's so fucked up. It's like an STD test. It, I, oh, God, I hope I don't have. I came back. Um, 
I have black and you do too now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Hey, the good news is we can get married. The bad news is we're both black, black. Uh, even though we're both incredibly white. We look white. We, seem we are white. black. Because so we have to move to the other side of town <laughs> and get chased around we by are men on horses. Suddenly black. Walter created what he called the racial integrity dragnet. He seems like the guy. Well, the, I'm not going to lie. Dragnet at the end threw me for a loop. I really, I was already mid joke, but then hearing dragnet is, how can you follow integrity with dragnet? He got six thousand midwives, two thousand five hundred physicians, one thirteen thirteen hundred local registers, registrars, and twenty five hundred undertakers to report to him. <laughs> So he had some numbers? I don't know what the Undertakers were doing. Who knows? Why cut him open? He seemed black inside. Good. More stuff like this, Chevy. (laughs) Quote, We have one or more representatives in every local community within two to five miles of every person. School authorities have been reached through their journal, and the public is being instructed by newspaper articles and lectures. And it wasn't just records. Walter, other ways to determine race. Quote, if a comb passes... This is going to be so racist, it hurts. If a comb passes through the hair of an applicant, he is an Indian. If not, he is a Negro. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. <laughs> His race... It's just dirty. No, you're black. So. No, that's... Sorry, sorry you're you black know, now. The comb test. Comb didn't go all the way through, so you're black. His racial integrity dragnet sort of made calls based on whatever. I mean, right. if that's the case, right? Right. Letter to one of his dragnet people. <laughs> Quote, as to deciding the point of race, you and the sheriff and any other intellectual citizen of your community are as capable of judging from the appearance of the child as the most learned scientist. There is absolutely no blood or other test to determine that question. Only the appearance of the child and the habits of the mother as to association with Negroes. So if you're white, you know everything. It seems that way, yeah. It's interesting. So white people... You know, there's also the other thing, like, like, what if you just wanted someone out of your neighborhood? Oh, yeah, really. You know what I mean? Really. Or you're a rich guy and you want someone's property or whatever. Like, really is it? You want someone's job. Yeah. Or you get humiliated in a bar. You walk out, you're like, I'll prove you're black, Brett. I will prove it, motherfucker. We'll see who's got all the catchy taglines when you're a black. Hey, listen. You know, I'm sober now, and uh, I want to apologize for some stuff. Uh, Going through the 12 steps. You know, first of all, I want to apologize because I, I made you black. Well, that was... And you weren't, you weren't black, and I'm sorry about that. That was my drinking and my anger. Right. It's one of those things that you kind of can't put it back in the bottle now that it's out. Yeah, but, you know, I just want to Because I'm say, an indentured serve, the dude person, so it's Right, just, so, so, but anyway, I'm sorry for that, and that was my alcoholism. Great. As long as you're happy. Okay. Fucking asshole. Okay, I'm going to get in my chariot and race off. All right, I'm going to go to the barn where I sleep on hay. Uh, so people's lives are being completely changed based on physical features or family names. Because this was the law, people would find themselves in court as defendants charged of being a little bit black. You know, we, di- we still do that now. <laughs> We do still do that now. We just come up with a different name for the crime. In September 1924, Walter testified against Dorothy Johns that she was... This is such... It's like the Salem witch trial. Oh, it's, yeah. It's fucking... He's insane. a black! It's... Yeah. If you float in the water, you're white. 
Shit, that's right. If you can swim in the water, you're a white man. If you can swim while you're on fire, you're black. Uh, so he testified in court that Dorothy Johns was a triple mixture. She's what we call a triple mix. Of Native American, black, and white blood. And she had attempted to marry a white man. We're not sure how the judge ruled in that one. In another case, a judge ruled that there was not enough evidence to rule that Atha Sorrels was racially mixed. The judge noted that the category Caucasian completely lacked scientific precision and that appearance wasn't enough. Atha Sorrels was ruled by the court to be white. <laughs> I mean, it's really like a non-guilty verdict, Red. Your Honor, we have reached a verdict. Oh, please, 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 not black. We not find black. the defendant. Not black. Please, not black. To be white. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, my God. I swear I didn't do it, and I'm glad you guys figured it out. I did not, I did not become black at any point. On the secondary charge... Oh, sweet God, please not black. ...of murder... Please not black. Please we not find black. her guilty. Oh, shit, they found me black. They found me black. <laughs> Kiss my kids goodbye. Okay, now this ruling was a problem because it set legal precedent that Walter's methods were not really that great. <laughs> That's he told the press that the ruling would change his work at the Bureau, but he stopped taking the cases to court. And instead relied on his racial integrity dragnet to enforce the law. So sure. now he's like, well, we're not going to go to court well, anymore because they can. Well, problem. Remove it. Yeah. Well, right. there's no the, – clearly the justice thing isn't working out because that woman that I know is black because she's got a tiny, tiny drop of black in her. Yeah. It was just called white. So this is all fucked up. It is amazing though that judges somehow had – like in this time did have the restraint to be like, no, you have to prove it. Yeah. No, that's – this is crazy. <laughs> you're, fuck, you're fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, mostly he was concerned going to court would lead to the law being declared unconstitutional. Oh, God. And the editor of the Richmond Times-Dispatch was on his side saying the judge quest- questioned substituted – the judge in question substituted the rule of reason and the letter for the law. Right. Of the law. So, you know, he's probably a black. Uh-huh. He gave every uh, – Walter also gave every medical – a very medical speech to the AMA about the mixing of the races. Mm-hmm. We behold with awe the evidences which we now find in Egypt of the wonderful civilization of the... Did I mention that this is um, the American Medical Association? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so this is a medical speech. Right. We behold with awe the evidences which we now find in Egypt of the wonderful civilization of the past when that country was white. <laughs> oh. Who can forget when Egypt was white? Oh, we've all seen the movies. Egypt was so fucking white at first. Yeah. People don't realize when that. When it was good. Yeah, it was super white. It yeah. started out like super, the, super yeah, white. Like when those pyramids had water slides. That was right? whitey. Then the dark Egyptians they came in. From the bottom up. of the country. Exactly. The pharaohs extended their conquest south and brought back as captive large numbers of Negro men and women. Intermixture of the races. This is such an amazing theory. This is the craziest. This is such an amazing theory. Like that people didn't start (laughs) laughing. That Egypt was founded by whites and was great until they started fucking their slaves and then became shit. That's pretty much what he's saying. (laughs) It holds up. Really does. Intermixture of the races began and progressed to such a point that one of the pharaohs took a wife 
that was a Negro woman whose son succeeded to the throne. And now look at him! Now! Now there was a black king! <laughs> the fall of Jerusalem followed and the Egyptians were captured by the Babylonians. You've heard it a million times. We, we all know it! <laughs> I can't believe i got to say this shit out loud! Now it is this mulatto or his offspring that is causing all the trouble. They do not wish to be classed as Negroes and... If light enough in color, try to pass as white and marry into white families. Oh, I feel sick. Every possible means should be used to prevent this. The strongest weapon is public opinion. Good. Good. People shouting each other on the street. People, yep. Yeah. Good. So accuse someone of being black, shame them out of white society, and boom, your job's done, right? So now, so now, now that the court, that now the that the court now, has the ruled. The move is to now shame people that you claim are not pure white. Right. To so so the court is ruled. Banishment. Right? The right. court is ruled. So you can't go to court anymore. So right. now what because you have Because there's a legal precedent that says that there needs to be some burden of proof, which you probably don't have. No, he doesn't. Right. Well, he's got these records, but, but he really, doesn't have enough. But really, what is that? Yeah. So now but now if he labels someone black, the school's gonna kick him out. Right. He's gonna have to you know, everyone knows who he is in this town. Right. So he, he has to use the, the courts the by, colored drinking fountain and right. the you know, he has to do all that shit. Right. What if you were like in line for the white water fountain and the line was so long and there was like one person? Wouldn't, wouldn't you be like, fuck it. Go drink out of the color line? Yeah. I don't know how that would work. You just go over there real but quick. But then does that make you colored? Yeah, then, you, then, then there's someone who's like, can we talk to you in here, sir? You've put your lips near where a black person's lips were. Right, so I was really thirsty. No, I was super thirsty. No, I had just run. Well, you're a thirsty I black I wanted person. water. Yeah, that's it's a very water. black quality. You're incriminating yourself right there. I'd watch your tongue. Egypt used to be all whites. Okay, I don't know why. Till you blacked it up with your water wanting ways. Unbelievable. Why is everyone talking about Egypt right now? I just wanted some water. Because it used to be great. Then the blacks came in. A guy married a black, and now look at him. Reactions from other doctors at the AMA meeting where he gave his speech were such. <laughs> Dr. W.A. Evans of Chicago. The health officer who does not recognize racial hygiene and racial peculiarities, the advantages and disadvantages of mixing these stock, is failing in the responsibility that rests upon his shoulders. Dr. Dempsey of New Orleans. No mixture of Japanese, Chinese, Negro, etc. has ever attained the high pinnacle for which the white race is known. Oh, boy. Walter also went around the state speaking to biology classes, explaining the Racial Integrity Act and taking the first step toward the, quote, final solution of the Negro problem. One speech Walter gave to students, quote, in the lifetime of some now living, we may expect the present 12 million colored population to increase to 20 or possibly 30 million. And that perhaps to 100 million during the next century to say nothing of the prolific Mongolians the Chinese. Yeah. Who are already firmly established upon our West Coast. It's an invasion! He's claiming there's a Mongolian invasion on the West? Well, there's clearly a Mongolian problem on the West Coast. With the competition of this large number of people of low ideals and low standards of living. There it is. And the great effort to secure the means of maintaining a family up to the desired standard, the white population will be crowded out. Virginia has made the first serious attempt to stay or postpone the evil day when this is no longer a white man's country. Well, 
He Virginia, doesn't pull punches. Virginia is for Watts. He doesn't pull punches. Used to be lovers. Now change it to Watts. <laughs> Virginia is for Watts. Walter told another class of about 40 members of a family who had been determined to have been related to a black man who had children with a white woman four generations back. The family had been living as a white family. Oh, God forbid. But the Bureau had classed them as colored. This meant new schools, new doctors, et cetera, a total upheaval of their life. Wow. So overnight, yeah. you literally can't do anything in the society that you've been – like your whole fa- – it's not like just you. Your no, whole family. shut out. Yeah. And your brothers and sisters who have their own families, like everybody from yeah. grandfather on down all of a sudden is can't, fucked. Yeah. Walter was very concerned about the states allowing interracial marriage. That's what we should call him. Walter White is very concerned about the states allowing interracial marriage at this point. I'm shocked. Which were Connecticut, the District of Columbia, Illinois, Iowa, Kansas, Maine, Michigan, Massachusetts, Minnesota, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, Ohio, Rhode Island, Pennsylvania, Vermont, Washington, Wisconsin, Wyoming. Almost all of them that are, you know, northern. So if you got label, if you got his dumb label, you just go to Mexico. Move to Maine or whatever. You go to fucking Illinois. Yeah, you go to a fucking... That's what's happening is these people are probably, most probably just fucking moving. Right. But they have to sell their house, which which is then someone, you know, takes off them for cheap because they have to fucking leave. It's just they're black. So he was trying to push those states to get on the racist bandwagon. The white race in this land is the foundation upon which rests its civilization and is responsible for the leading position which we occupy amongst the nations of the world. It is not, therefore, just and right that this race decide for itself what its composition shall be and attempt, as Virginia has, to maintain its purity. Sure. Sure. Let us turn a deaf ear to those who interpret Christian brotherhood as racial equality. (laughs) I mean... Uh Uh-huh. Sure. That really applies today. Hey. I don't think no. there's a more applicable... Uh, no, come on. Yeah. In what way? Oh, just every way? Walter Plecker also started to cross out Indian on records and write in colored. Assuming, He's really just got a game plan. <laughs> assuming any Native American in Virginia had Negro blood. So now he has just decided yeah. that every Indian right, is black. Is black. Right. So he's crossing out the word Indian sure. and writing colored. Yeah. Seems easier for him. Less paperwork. If they had if they had a birth certificate that said Indian, they were black. He would write colored on the back as like a official not official. Right. Like in crayon. Colored. He did this because because he didn't believe there were any Native Americans left. They had all had sex with black people at some point. In well, <laughs> yeah, just because how, I said so. How could they not? Because I said it happened. Just like the Egyptians. Governor Lee Trinkle asked Wal- Walter to ease up going after the Native Americans Look, dude, and not embarrass them any more than possible. I'm totally racist, too, hey, but you need to slow the fuck down, it, my man. Check it. I get it. I, I get it. The... the, the the Indians, they're a problem. They're like black. They're, they're not. That's the thing. They're not black. They're Sounds like something a black would say. Okay, here, see, this is where it gets weird. What? Because I'm just trying to have a discussion with you. Yeah, you are. And everybody and starting to become try, clear that you have black blood. No, everybody tries to talk to you. Or Native American blood, which is now colored. Governor, everybody tries to have a talk with you. You say they're black. Oh, really? We're not. Why? Because those black guys earlier came over and said that this was a flawed that plan? That was Larry and Jim. They've, they're, they're black, you dumbass. Okay. You're all black. 
Can you... You want to go get a drink? No. Go, I don't want to either, Blackie. Walter held his ground, saying he didn't think it was an injustice for the Bureau to take a stand on mixed marriages or having them in white schools or to be able to ride in white coaches. Walter wrote... Like rats when you're not watching, mm. they have been sneaking in their birth certificates through their own midwives, given either Indian or white racial classification. Walter, take a nap. Have Good some God. sleep. You know what? You don't look rested. Do you know what a clonopin is? You don't look like you've been sleeping. Do you take a fucking clonopin? Just nap. Finally, the governor backed off. <laughs> That's how you want that to go. Each local Native American group he had broken down. Now I'm going to fuck up these names. The... The Pamunkeys were, quote, heavily mixed with Negro and white with a faint trace of Indian. The Rappahannocks... You're breaking it down like a bottle of wine. The Rappahannocks were, quote, a group of similar origin that have about the same claim to being Indians. Of the Chickahominy, he said that, quote, their existence as a tribe was a political trick to enable the white people to maintain control of the county government, Indians not being voters. Right. The Amherst Rockbridge group of about 800 are giving us the most trouble, though actual numbers and persistent claims of being Indians through. Sorry. Great. So Native so, Americans suffered greatly. I'm shocked. I would have thought that this would have helped. They were suddenly all just uprooted from white schools. At the time, Native American schools didn't go past the eighth grade. So now they couldn't go to white schools anymore. And the black schools were super underfunded, and going to them would just be also a concession that you were not American Indian. Right. So you're basically saying, admit you're not an Indian, motherfucker. Admit it. No. Okay, what you going to do? Not go to school? Yeah. Is that, yeah. So then you go to school, and that's an admission of that they were right. Yeah. Because you have to take the lesser of two evils because the deck is stacked against you so right. highly. Most of them just left the area to get away from the discrimination. Stephen Atkins, now the chief of the Chickahominy tribe, said at the time, we were the third race in a two-race state. I remember once traveling with my father, and we pulled into a gas station because I had to go to the bathroom, and there was one bathroom marked white and one marked colored. And I said, Dad, what do I do? <laughs> go pee out on the street. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, pee your pants. In 1924, a Richmond attorney questioned Walter's authority to change the birth certificate of a woman classified as Indian before 1924. Walter admitted to the attorney that he didn't have that power. He wrote, in reality, I've been doing a good deal of bluffing, knowing all the while that it could never be legally sustained. <laughs> this is the first time that my hand has been absolutely called. Wow, he was just waiting to get called out. And even though Walter... Plucker made this admission. The attorney kept quiet and never said a thing. Ah, fuck. I really thought that was going to be the thing. And Walter continued his assault. Letter from Walter. December 26th, 1929. He's not fucking working. This is his fucking day off. Yeah. It's Fox day, day after Christmas. Yeah, it's when you return the shit you don't want. And he's doing this. Yeah. Dear William Adcock. I received your letter in which you say that we have decided to lose the last drop of blood we have in us before we will be classified at class as colored. The old records which we have made by the Commission of the Revenue for Taxes gives your family history clearly. These records show that your father was a colored man. Your mother was the daughter of a recorded mulatto, responsible people, 
of Amherst County, now living, states she was generally known as, quote, a little brown-skinned Negro who lived to be nearly 100 years old. I want to warn you that the Racial Integrity Law of 1924 makes it a penitentiary offense for anyone with a trace of Negro to marry a white person or register in the Bureau of Vital Statistics as white. All midwives or heads of families who attempt to register colored births or deaths as white are liable to be indicted on a felony charge. And Merry Christmas to you, sir, and Happy New Year. Also looking forward to the new year with you. What, what do you do if you're, like, related to this? What if this dude is your great-grandfather? How do you, like, deal with, like... Fuck. Not to make this anyone in this side the victim, but you must have such a hard time... Like, you still must just be like, God, I fucking hate my oh, grandpa. Ever. Fuck him! Because he's would... not just, like, a racist. He's also a pussy. Yeah. He's, he's a... like a pussy. He's just, like... He's a pussy racist. He's just a real big pussy. Anyone who was getting married or the relative of someone getting married could just come down to the bureau to look up their future husband or wife or in-law. And so so you if you didn't like who your daughter Oh yeah. So you went you would then go down there and be like please stop find find some shit on this guy to yeah. make make him I want him to be black. No, he's an Indian therefore black. Um and this is anyone who wasn't white. Anyone. He wrote to a Filipino. You are classed as colored as well as all Asiatics, including Chinese, Japanese, native of India, etc. <laughs> Japanese. I mean, that's on it. Like now that would almost be a compliment. Under the law of Virginia, they are not permitted to marry white people and their children be, will be classed as colored. Sorry, you're Japanese, a.k.a. black. He wrote to the superintendent of an orphanage. Oh, boy. Nellie Clark and her illegitimate children in the orphanage are of mixed stock and are not white. They are dangerous for other children in the orphanage. Keep them away from the almost whites. All of Walter's great work made him a bit of an international celebrity. Cool. In August 1932, he gave a keynote speech at the Third International Conference on Eugenics in New York City. In attendance was a man named Ernst Rudin of Germany. Eleven months later, Rudin helped write Hitler's eugenics law. Well, glad that we helped. (laughs) It's fun to just have a chair at that table. In 1935, Walter wrote... So this has been going on for 11 years now. (laughs) Come on, drop in the bucket. In 1935, Walter wrote to the director of Germany's Bureau of Human Betterment and Eugenics. He explained Virginia's racial purity laws and requested that he be put on a mailing list for (laughs) bulletins from the Germans' department. No, no. Just give me the updates when you got them, guys. Love what you're doing over there. Yeah, you get any new info on uh, on the you know color mixing or whatever you want to call it over there. That's interesting. Putting putting something on their shirt that show that's fun. That's fun. Right, he was getting these. Never thought of that. So he's also love the logo. I think that's really something we need. Some sort of grabbing logo. Well, that's just it. So if he's getting these bulletins, yeah, and this info, yeah, he's getting that information. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's on the mailing list. He's on the fucking. He's on the Nazi on the, fucking mailing list. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. The updates are not going to be like interesting cupcake recipe. No, they're like, how to cleanse the master race even stronger. Oh, you got to get on the mailing list. Oh, gosh. They're, I'll tell you. First of all, there's great recipes. Great recipes. Uh, fun cartoons. 
rounding up Jews. Uh, uh, just the just stories. Very fun. Um, he complimented the Third Reich for sterilizing 600 children in Algeria who had black fathers. I hope this work is complete and not one has been missed. I sometimes regret that we have not the authority to put some measures in practice in Virginia. He's also annoying. Like, that's just like an, an I hope one wasn't missed. It's like, yeah, dude, we did it. You, yeah. We don't need your fucking, uh, what thanks. did you just, yeah, thanks. We're doing our best over here. Yeah, we didn't miss one. I hope you didn't miss one, because they're black. When America joined the war, Native Americans could register with the military as Indian and be trained with white troops. Oh, isn't that a fun wrinkle? Walter was not happy about it. Oh. So he spoke to the State Selective Service Board, and they changed their policy so local boards were responsible for determining, quote, the ethnic origin of each individual registrant. That's so good. Like, so they were even, finding even, a way around it by signing up for the military. Yeah. And he went down there. And even then, don't you? Why would you oh. limit? Like, I've never understood that. When, they, when people were like, you know, you can't like gay people in the army. It's like. It's not that they, they wouldn't. That just means that they, they were mixed with the white troops. He just didn't want them right. fighting with the white troops. Well, that's what I mean. But that would, that's almost the same thing that was happening with sexuality like 15 years ago. They were like, you can't have gay people. Around other regu- like straight soldiers, quote unquote right. regular soldiers, because they will gay them up. Like that was the theory. But in, I was always like, even if you are a horribly closed-minded person, wouldn't you just be like, yeah, if you want to go fucking try right. to kill people on behalf of this, right. you know, something I hold true, yeah, go for it. By the way, if you want to see a great speech on that in 1993, you can see Bernie Sanders. Yeah, there's someone else who was on the opposite side of that. Who? Can't think of her name. Oh, it's a her. He spoke. Uh, mm, well, so he speaks to the registrants and gets them to change it. And then each and every Native American who signed up for the military, Walter would present evidence against their race at their induction hearing. So welcome to the Army. Now I'm going to prove that you're not white. Mm. Thank you for signing up for the Army. Also, this gentleman has something he wants to say. It's the ultimate. It ain't a white man. All right. Sit down, Walt. Walter's, Walter's amped up. Uh, we're 20 years into this fucker's reign now. Quote, our December 1942 letter set forth the determined effort of free mulattas of early days, so listed prior to 1865 in the United States Census, to escape from the Negro race. Now for some time, they have been refusing to register with war draft boards as Negroes as required by the boards. Three of these Negroes were sentenced to prison on January 12th at Richmond for refusing to obey the draft law. So three guys who go to jail, who believe... They were white because their They're, great great grandfather was probably black and wouldn't say they were white, are getting drafted. So they're willing to fight. So they're, so you just the don't want to. So they're willing to fight, but what they won't say is that they're not white, so they go to prison. It just makes so much sense. In 1942. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, thank you for your service. But you have to go to jail for not agreeing to, to the fight terms the Germans. of our service. No, sorry. Can't have you blacking it all up. So. That's, I'm white. I'm a oh, white guy. Well, that's white the forever. argument of a lot of black guys. So, you know, a lot of times a black doesn't look like a black. He looks like a white. That's what makes my position so hard is determining the black whiteies, right? Can I, can I have my gun now? Absolutely not. You're not white. I'm ready to fight. You don't get a gun. Are you black? No. Are you black? No. You like cookies? 
Yeah. Are you black? No. You want a cookie? Yeah, I want a cookie. You black? Yeah. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, no. you said yeah. Yeah, no. you said no cookies for this black man. No cookies for blackie. In a 1943 letter, Walter bragged that Virginia's racial records went back to 1853. Quote, Hitler's genealogy study of the Jews is not more complete. He's bragging. Yeah. He's bragging. Well. That his records of black people are better than Hitler's Hitler's records of the Jews. Hitler's doing great. Don't get me wrong. He's great. Hitler's great. Yeah. He ain't got nothing on me. But he's not as... He's not as thorough as I am. Hitler ain't got nothing on me. All right. By this time, he had a massive hit list, as he called it. It was surnames by counties and cities of, quote, mixed Negroid families striving to pass as Indian or white. Albemarle County, Moon, Powell, Kidd, Pumphrey, Amherst County, Adcox, Beverly, Branham, Duff, Floyd, Hamilton, Hartless, Hicks, Johns, Lawless, uh, Knuckles, Painter, Ramsey, Red Cross, Roberts, Southards, Sorrels, Terry, Tyree, Willis, Clark, Cash, Wood. All of those people that lived in that county that had those names were classified as black. Even the Knuckle family? Even the Knuckles. Wow. Jimmy Knuckles. Jimmy Knuckles, black? Even Jimmy Knuckles. thought I knew Jay Knuckles. Right? Yeah. thought Jay Knuckles was my man. About 100 surnames were listed. Jesus Christ. Walter Plecker finally retired in May of 1946 at the age of 85. So he did this for 20 And he gets to retire. That's what's so aggravating. Yeah, is when someone's like, well, I did it. He served my country. I made them all black. I made a good difference. A few months later, he was hit by a car and killed. Still not bad enough. It is not known whether or not the driver was colored or white. But we can only fucking hope yeah. that some dude saw him, some, yeah. a kid from the Knuckle family. Yeah, some Knuckle and boy. And just went, there that motherfucker is, and ran that shithead down. Yeah. Right? Has Let's be. just believe that's what happened. I would say it's, it, it's the odds of this dickhead dying by getting hit by a car are too small. I agree. He, there has to be somebody who was like, hey, look, it's shit for brains. Yeah. There's no way. He, people must have hated him so fucking much. Yeah. That there's no way someone didn't run him over. Yeah. That's In fun. 1959, the man Walter picked to succeed him, succeed him, had the racial integrity files destroyed. <laughs> Good. The schools of Virginia uh, were integrated in 1963, and in 1967, the United States Supreme Court ruled that Virginia's Racial Integrity Act violated the Constitution's 14th Amendment. 1967. Right on time. The decision overturned the bans on interracial marriage in 16 states. In 1975, the Virginia General Assembly repealed the rest of the Racial Integrity Act. Then in February 2001, the legislature of Virginia expressed, quote, regret for Virginia's experience with eugenics. On fine- in a courthouse that had a Confederate flag hanging in right. front of it. We are so sorry for that. Well, obviously, we don't want to send mixed messages. Now, get off the steps, Blackie. Some problems were made, yes. Now, this wood gentleman here is still a Negroid. All right. I, I, I get I'm not! Well, nah. sounds like the defense of a black man. On findagrave.com for Walter Plecker... 
Whoa. Quote. Whoa. The virtual flowers feature has been turned off for this memorial because it was being continually misused. Uh, what is that? What does that mean? There's a picture of a frowning flower. Uh, well, I were... guess I guess people just kept going to the. Yeah, they're just like because it's. Can I just buy a bag of fertilizer? <laughs> but his actions are still causing problems today. Quote: He came very close to committing statistical genocide on Native Americans in Virginia, says Chief William P. Miles of the Pamunkey Tribe. It's also referred to as paper genocide. In 1930, the U.S. Census recorded 779. Indians in Virginia by 1940 that number was down to 198 Virginia tribes who want to get federal recognition and therefore grants for housing, health care and education are finding it difficult because one of the requirements is that the tribes prove their continuous existence since 1900 which is fucking impossible because of the dickhead speed bump Walter Plecker purged them as a race on paper that makes getting the federal money they deserve almost impossible. The Pomunkey were granted federal recognition by the Bureau of Indian Affairs in 2015. Oh, my God. But they were still opposed, and it was fought against by casino interests, oh my God. particularly MGM. Oh, my God. So when someone says they don't mind data mining being collected by the government... And the NSA snooping and all that other shit. Remember that any other time in the future, anything can happen, and that information can be used against you. Anyway, so when someone says, oh, I don't mind if the government collects information, I'm not doing anything wrong. You might be in the future. In the future. That was feel, that's a feel-good one. This is a happy one. That's fun. He got hit by a truck or car or whatever. That's the only good part. After getting away with it. It's like Hitler getting hit by a car. That is what, it is. That is what sucks, though, is the idea that somebody doesn't get to see, like, at least, like, you know, there, there's people who are on the wrong side of history, and they get to see that they're on the wrong side of history, side yeah. Of history and they get... Yeah, when you... It's so much better for that person to live and watch their legacy destroyed than to have them die. Yeah. Right? Totally. Yeah. Because it's, it's not – you want you – want, like it's not fair that that guy didn't get some sort of suffering no, other he, than being hit by a car. He died getting away with everything and And thinking that it was going to keep going, like thinking yes. that he'd done something right. He doesn't get to sort of see the seams breaking apart. He's there. Right. No 60s for yeah. him. What a prick. That's what well, I couldn't believe that happened. I mean, eugenics is it? We'll do a eugenics one. It's really fucking sounds fun. It's really just you can't believe sounds it. Sounds cool. You just can't believe it was so recent. Yeah. This is this shit. This is the fucking 40s of this guy. Was, we're in World War II. This guy's doing this. Yeah. They don't, they don't actually repeal the law until 67. Yeah. Like the, whites and blacks can't get married in 1967. That's crazy. Yeah. That really is fucking crazy. Yeah. But it's not even like it's not even like in '67 after they okayed that that it was okay. Yeah. It was still like a terrible. I mean, it was still like oh, you know tough if you're black. It's still fucking impossible. I would just like know? to say that we are so lucky that there wasn't another war. Yeah. I mean, seriously, the fucking anger. 
And the shit that we did? Come on. Well, we're not out of the woods yet, David. <laughs> no, it's still clearly ongoing, but you would hope it's getting better, although... I think I think race wise, it on the surface has definitely gotten better. But if again, you still think about class, like it's classism and the way yes. that they sort of now stack the deck against you is that you know they affect the like a lot you know the, they affect the classes and they make it so that a, it's impossible for a class of people to vote in these elections. Right. But really, when you look at what that class is, it's you know predominantly non-white races. Right. So, I mean, you know, there's it's it's just a different version of it. It's like a more I guess a more acceptable version of it now because it's not so easy to determine exactly what it is. It's not so easy as saying it's a race you're trying to undercut. It's more that you're just disenfranchising a class of people. Right. It's pretty we great. still do that, and we still. Yes, I mean, again, you think again, like think about the voting lines for this. Sh- I mean, it's just like they, the the way that they keep the voting lines in Arizona the, sep- the, the seven vo- hours to yeah, vote. Yeah, and even then, there's still so much bullshit. So it's like even when you the system is quote unquote fixed, it's still tremendously rigged and and tremendously there's, rigged. There's still so many black people who, or, or you know, again, non-white races that have so much fucking trouble getting their voice heard. And the reason is that when their voice is heard, it so strongly goes against the establishment yes. that's trying to undercut them that it affects the status quo. Well, I think if we're learning anything from this election, it's that, that their time is limited. I fucking hope so. That's why I would say to say that we're out of the woods on a war. I don't think we're talking about another race war. But again, it's it's this new it's this new class. They've created like you've yeah. created the uber rich, right. the very rich, and then the poor. Yeah, I don't. And, I, I don't. I don't think we're we're gonna have a race war. But I don't know what's going to happen because right now, anybody who, if you, the, the, there's warning signs in history and. And there's Alarm tons of there's tons off. of countries that have over history ignored the the will of the people, yeah. and America has done so to such a great extent, particularly in the last twenty years, like basically uh, flaunting it. Yeah. That if you if you vote, like I get, there's Trumps out there, there's all these other people. If you vote for the establishment, which is your right to do because you think it's the best way understand that four or eight more years of what we've gone through is compounding the problem so i think we're in a no-win situation that's my that's my i think there is we're literally in a no-win situation so yeah we could go to violence america's a violent country something has to give something, and something it's gonna will, be and we haven't mean. even started to worry about water fully yet i know it's gonna but, be so weird something will I mean, something has to give. And again, you think about like, I mean, we've obviously this nation has talked about gun control for a long time. Well, what's going to happen when you do have an armed citizenship that is livid at its government and doesn't trust it? I mean, they're going to turn on each other, but it's also not going to be a fun time if you're these people who have completely fucked everything up. Like there, there's going to be repercussions. There was, there was a guy on NPR. I wish I had the old interview, but there was a billionaire who was being interviewed on NPR a couple years ago. And they kept trying to ask him questions. And his only response was, they're going to drag us off our yachts and kill us. Right. And that's all he would say. Like every time they kept trying to ask him questions, he goes, you don't understand. They're going to drag us off our yachts and kill us. Yeah. Like this guy 
it's just history, history, history. Look, history isn't a roadmap. It doesn't tell you what's going to happen, but it leans toward certain things. And what's happening right now is leaning toward very bad things. I'm not saying it's going to end in a war or violence. I don't know what it's going to end up in, but the, the control that they have to relinquish it. Good luck. Yeah. From their cold, dead hands. <laughs> ah, feel good. Um, we signed cars. Sign cars. Ugh. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this, uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. After it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help 